Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the First Fleet 10-4 podcast. Mark McKnight here with our host. <laughs> no, no, you're hosting today. I'm still going to keep pushing that. You know that. <laughs> I know. Elizabeth Wyndham as well. I'm joining him to sound like an idiot talking about money. <laughs> That's no, be great. No, uh, no. It's funny because I get to listen to your voice on every single one of them, and you're just having the rest of us here just kind of fill in. So No, no. I need all the help I can get on these. These are fun, and I, I enjoy them. doing them. So it's it's nice to, to end kind of end a day doing doing a podcast and just yes, kind of getting some, some, some talking points in there. And um, I've noticed the last two that you have just, you put out there are from the driver trainer meetings. Yes. We, I had so much fun. I was able to grab a bunch of driver trainers at our Charlotte driver trainer meeting a couple of weeks ago, and it was just wonderful getting to hear, talk to them, hear their stories. I just had a blast. Oh yeah. They sounded great. I know that in the Nashville meeting, when I got to kind of do a little, kind of a, like a little infomercial for the driver trainer meeting, was definitely fun to be able to promote because I told everybody there that if you're wanting to get involved with the podcast and you're wanting to talk to a new driver uh, recruit, a possible prospective right. driver with us, to, to push them to that that one that you did with the driver trainers at a Centennial and the Peter. The episode that you did in the Charlotte meeting when you had four drivers as part of that episode, yeah. you had two drivers from Georgia, and then one of the things was out of the Centennial location, and then another one was out of the, a box location. Then you had two uh, new drivers out of the Richmond, Virginia location. Right. Uh, those were excellent. Oh, I had uh, so much fun with them. They were great. Yeah, they were great. I, I know Ron Mitchell, the our Centennial driver, I had a chance to meet him. And, Smart dude. Uh, yeah, and he had a, he had a great uh, thought, uh, like a... Kind of a, it's it's one I had to write down to actually after I listened to it a couple of times. It's a great life lesson for us. Absolutely, and I want I, it tacked up on my wall. Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to reiterate it for everybody. And what he said was, "A plan without action is wasted thought, but action without a plan is wasted time. You have to think through things before you do it, and not just do something without thinking it through." Yeah. First of all, it's a, it's it's, it's, it's a, a tongue, tongue twister. twister. <laughs> but second of all, it's like okay, you know how. I was How really do you waiting take, on you to mess it up. How, yeah, thanks. <laughs> How do you take each of those steps right. individually? And it's really, it's, it's it's a nice piece of wisdom in there. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's something to give your kids. It's something, you know, for a driver trainer to be able to also give a prospective driver. I think that's a great opportunity to really, you know, don't be in such a hurry. There's so many things exactly. that we talk about, even at the meeting, is so mm-hmm. far as don't get in a hurry, be patient, have a plan. And it's going to go a whole lot better. That that day and the trip right. will go a whole lot better if you just kind of think things through and take your time. Sure. It's great. I love it. And our driver trainers are supposed to be passing on their wisdom about driving to our new hire. So that was just perfect. That was a piece of wisdom that everyone needs to hear. So I'm really glad. Uh, I, I needed it. That's the I reason I listened to it twice and even wrote it down. <laughs> so thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. <laughs> But it was it was a great opportunity, and most of them had only been there a short period of time, you know. Yeah, well, we were not talking to you know twenty year driver trainers. These were fairly new drivers, new driver trainers to our company, but they're wonderful, wonderful guys, and we really are glad to have them on the team. Yeah, and then you, uh, the one that just dropped was with Roger yes. Poulin and, and James, our safety team, and James McIntosh. James Mac- I've known Roger for a while, and always get to you know get to travel with him some. But I met James at the at the meeting, and and really enjoyed getting a chance to talk to him, and and Super he, great you know guy. kind of getting to learn about his experience as well. You know, started yeah. in the military, drove in the military, got his education degree. 
and taught elementary school for a number of years and decided he wanted to to get back into the transportation side of the business and does a great job for us up there in Oxford. Wonderful job. I know. I was so excited to and honored to talk to both of them. I learned a lot from, from them and our conversation really went away from more of the driver trainer aspect into more a wellness topic. So personal wellness, financial wellness, we covered it all. So that was that was very fun as well. And I told Roger I, we needed some more different accents on the podcast. <laughs> you know, being since we're based in Tennessee, we've gotten a lot of Tennessee voices, and so it was nice to see some variety on definitely, our podcast. Definitely, <laughs> or hear yeah, some hear some variety. Yeah, they definitely dropped a lot of good um, applicable. Yes. Points. Whether whether you're on the road or whether you're not. Uh, and Absolutely. honestly, I know a couple of things that the both of them said, especially James, in regards to sleep, was stepping on my toes. So Yeah, especially now that daylight savings time is, I'm feeling especially sleep deprived at the moment. So, yeah, it was very helpful. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we need more like that. I, do. I enjoy doing these, but we need more. They'll get bored of us. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, but I think if we have more people, more drivers, and more people outside of the Murfreesboro office that would like to be a part of this, we would love to have yes. the more voices of First Fleet out there on the, the podcast air. Yes. So if you want to be a part of the podcast, feel free. Please give me a call at 615-257-9905 and leave me a message, and I will hear that immediately and get back with you. Or you can send me an email and we will arrange a, a live on-air call. Well, not live, but we'll arrange a call and we'll um, do it over the phone. So we can we have lots of options, but I would love to get a lot more voices from First Fleet to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. You can tell who, who really want to share, who want to share their experiences with the company. And, you know, it's huge in today's, you know, we, as you know, as we, as we meet, have our driver trainer meetings, you know, the big push this year on the driver trainer meetings for those that have attended uh, and those that, you know, still have one more left. It's kind of that first 48 hours and making, you know, how do we make the new driver feel welcome and how do we, how do we really help retain that new driver to to welcome them to the family? We made a lot of enhancements to the process to try to make it a little bit more streamlined and more efficient. Right. I've been working hard to update all the training videos for those new hires so that that process is much less painful for everybody involved. And we've really streamlined the paperwork involved and we're getting our driver trainers trained and how to, how to train them well, how to be a good friend to them and and introduce them to the company. And so we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Engagement's huge. Engagement. They got to know who to call when Mm -hmm. they have a question. They need a friendly face. Yeah, and we got the technology. I mean, obviously, I, I, as I've said before, not, I, I'll, I'll put this. Rate. I'll put this technology team second. There's second to none Absolutely. out there in oh. the field as far as what what we have to offer, and we still need to have that that personal touch. I know we've had some right. some comments as, "Hey, we love the technology." We still want that personal touch and that that engagement, right. and that connection. Because I know we've learned through COVID, you know, whether it's been remote or how we've done it, you know, just even society in general. And we've lost a lot of connection with people. Yes. And you, as great as technology is, it will never replace a personal a personal relationship. Face-to-face, that handshake is just going to stay. We can't we can't keep away from it forever. Yeah. That's the reason I've enjoyed getting out to the – going to the driver training meetings is to be able to, to reconnect so with fun. people and meet new people yes. that we haven't had a chance to in the past. We have a lot mm-hmm. that are attending for the first time. So it's been great and, and hoping that they're taking away something. That's what my challenge is when I get a chance to talk is take get, have fun one takeaway – and let's move. Yep. And how do you how do you apply it when you when you go back? So exactly. I think we can do that in a lot of different areas. For sure. It kind of gets to our topic today. I think it maybe does. maybe it's a good segue. Yeah, 
way we'll into there. this is kind of one of our I guess is I don't know if this will be released on a Wednesday, but this will be one of our Wellness Wednesday yes. podcast episodes. Absolutely, we need more and more of them. Yeah, a little bit different than we maybe we've done in the past. As much as I love talking about nutrition and, and you know <laughs> movement and all that, we've been uh, harping on that a lot lately. Yeah, to. but there's you know there's one that's, that's that can help with that in the long term, and that's the financial wellness piece of right. it. Right. We know that stress on our bodies can be caused by external things like financial stress and emotional stress. And so we're going to talk about financial wellness and financial stress that can be caused by what we do with our money. So Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of areas, you know, that that there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that we do that some we can't control. Um, right. You got inflation going on right now. You know, it's at the highest it's ever been. You know, I remember hearing about Painful. it back in the seventies, back when, you know, when I was real young. I remember um, hearing my dad's stories. Yeah, you don't you weren't you weren't around <laughs> in the seventies. But anyway, besides that, I remember hearing, you know, about that when, you know, yeah. I was too young to really know much about it, but I'm sure. not too young now and my kids are old enough now where they're kinda like, Oh, we're we're now this is their first experience with it. And right. so you have a Same lot here. that have never been through uh, a situation like this. And, you know, it, we've had good times fathom. for a long time. Like it's it's hard to imagine the money that is in my hand is worth less than it was a year ago. Like I can't – it's hard to wrap your head around that. It really is. Like the inflation, other than, you know, oh, okay, now it costs me $30 or $40 to fill up my car as opposed to 20. I think that's one of the big things as far as the, is the, the vehicles. And groceries. Groceries. Ooh, groceries. Yeah. I'm having to rework my budget for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I know my wife, She's. we've always had a suburban with kids. And so we had one that, you know, we drove till about the wheels were about to fall off. <laughs> and we had another one. And now we, we don't really have a need for a suburban, but it's paid off. So that's easy. And it's got about 120,000 sure. miles on it. So it's just now okay. purring. But my wife kind of calculated the other day. She goes, okay. For this amount of money, I can drive this many miles. And it was like, that's not very Ooh. far, you know. Ooh. So when you start, when you start breaking, doing the when math. You start breaking it down to how much does it cost per mile, it's it's getting up there. And I know when I when I travel and I see you know, even how much diesel costs, we see how much diesel costs every day when, when we get our you know, we get our file in from right. the from the fuel stops and it's it's crazy uh, how much is out there. Are we still getting a decent discount? Oh yeah. With yeah, our- with with probably ninety Five percent of our truck stops, we get a very, we get a good strong discount. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that's and we why always we encourage, encourage our drivers to pay attention to the network. You know, it, you know, when when one thing we've had calls on is why are you telling me to go to this truck stop versus this truck stop because the truck stop you're not telling me to go to shows cheaper, right? On, on, the, the, on the placard, sure. And and that when sign we, when says we, when, it's ten cents cheaper, but when we dig into it, the one we're telling them to go to is quite a bit cheaper. Just because ah. those discounts aren't seen sure. at, at the truck stop, they're hidden you know, at discounts, the level. right? But all those truck stops that are good and get us the best discount are in the First Fleet mobile app, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. And we have someone who manages that, right? Daily, basically. Oh wow, I didn't realize it changed that much. Okay. Well, I mean, she Danielle, mm-hmm. uh, she's kind of our she works with our fuel network, and so she doesn't change it daily. I shouldn't say that, but she monitors the gallons daily. Sure. And then she will make some changes with the managers, and as we'll, we'll try to redirect to. just to make sure we're getting and, and fueling. I mean, in the end, I mean, the cheaper the fuel that we can purchase, quality fuel, the the better it's going to be for everybody. Right. Absolutely. So 
that's company wide. Side, Let's yeah. look at personal side personal too. Personal side is the big thing because yeah. I, I know growing up. I mean, I could tell with my dad. Uh, that was one of the things that kind of brought stress to him growing up, you know, sure. trying to raise three kids. And, yeah. you know, he worked at the same place for 42 years and, you know, steady. But, you know, he, he was always very concerned about it. And I think mm-hmm. he brought us up in that same way. You know, it's, it right. adds a little, it adds, it can add a little stress sure. to Did, things. Is that what made you into such a good person that handles money? Well, I, my, my parents, were, they didn't spend a whole lot. So, I mean, they saved a whole lot. Sure. You know, they, we didn't, we didn't go on big trips and stuff like that. So it's just, it was kind of, it was very, very modest. And then I always say, I'm thrifty, but my wife is cheap. <laughs> So, and I'll tell her that to she, she knows we, t- we, t- we joke about that. I'm, I'm like, okay, well, do we need this or not? And my wife will just dig and dig and dig. Even if it's look for something, if we want to go on a family vacation, she will spend hours and she will find, I mean, it's amazing what she can do. She spends a lot of time doing it. Probably the time value may not be worth it, but for the rest of us, it's, it's been great. So yeah, she's extremely cheap and her, she grew up with her mom that way. Her sure. mom's the same way. So it's helpful that both of us are moving in that same direction, but not everybody may, may move in that same direction. Right. You, then you get some conflicting ways to handle money, and then that mm. adds to the stress as far as how to move forward. Sure. Absolutely. You know, I was talking, we mentioned Ron Mitchell. We talked to him. I talked to him. He, yep. had, he had some great stories to, for me to, for, to tell me while we were there. Because actually he came, you know, at the, at the meetings, we've been looking and, and giving away uh, a Dave Ramsey book. Yes, uh, that we want to talk about the total money makeover. So we had they had all they had all. I didn't take that many for the first time, so they all went away. So Ron came and asked for one, but he kind of told me his story. And he's I mean, he's doing a great job. It sounds like he's got a really good financial mindset uh, and, and how to approach things. So it'd be great, you know, to have a lot of our team members moving in that same direction. So we gave away a few, and I've got. I know you have one that you need to send to someone from that same meeting, and I've I got do. three. I need to send out to Henderson, Nevada. Tolleson, Arizona, and, and down to Ron and down at Centennial. So I need to get those, we need to get those out. But we took more to Nashville. These books, Mr. David Beanie, our executive vice president, purchased these and then we're taking more to Dallas. So it's, it's been good to see more people engaged and really interested. And I yes. think this is probably the time. It, this is tax season. This it's, is it's tax season. And then you got the inflation and then inflation. you've got interest rates just went up. So people have been, you know, Borrowing for for maybe new mortgages or refinancing. Right. Now that got a little more expensive. Yeah, so this I is know- the point where I'm really getting starting to get out of my depth. I mean, how do you how do you handle money when you've got all these costs that are coming into the equation that you didn't have before? So it's definitely something that a lot of people. It's on a lot of folks' mind. Yeah, I know yeah. mine. I've got to do my taxes. I've got. I don't know how long. How many how many weeks do we have? Like April two 15th, or three? April fifteenth. Yeah, it's on a Friday, so they may extend it to the eighteenth this year. But then I don't you know. Might. I'm just looking at April fifteenth. Is that that's that's it, it that's hits, the deadline? It always hits right around my birthday, like a couple days oh, off. Happy and birthday! I know it's always the worst birthday present. Is oh look, I get to do my taxes for my bir- for happy birthday to me. Well, technology <laughs> has made that a lot easier. That's true. I might pay true. just a little bit for for to do a, a TurboTax, but, uh, it's, but it's, but worth it's it. a lot easier it's for them to kind of save the data. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I know I'd like to, if we can, talk about this, you know, some of the books. Yeah, the Dave Ramsey book. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, a lot of people have taken these from the meetings and we've sent some out to some of the fleets. We want to, we want to get more out to those that actually need it or want to get a copy. So, I mean, that's something, if you're interested in in a copy, then, you know, the number that you gave earlier, someone can kind of connect with us to to get a copy. We'll, We'll keep copies out and we'll send them out. Yeah. As we need to. If you want a Dave Ramsey, the Total Money Makeover book, give us a call, 615-257-9905. 
and let us know and we'll send you a book. So make sure you give us your name and terminal and some details and we'll get it to you. Wonderful. Um, it's, it's, it's so, it's interesting because, you know, it seems like it's hard. <laughs> it does. It seems very scary when you're dealing with money. Yeah. But, you know, he had a great, and, and this is just from the introduction piece of it, as far as, you know, he said, you know, his, his belief is that personal finance is 80% behavior and only 20% head knowledge. Oh, okay. So when you think about it, behavior behavior goes along a lot of ways and and how you and how you handle certain things and kind of what's your not your lifestyle, but how you approach things. Okay. And just your habits. Habits yeah, we've is the talked, big piece. We've talked habits. Are these like micro habits or just your mindset of how you approach money? Well, I think everything's a I think everything is a micro habit. <laughs> I think so too. I think if you have your micro habits in place, it sets the stage. This isn't really taught much in school. I mean, my kids no, have not. had. My kids have had. They did some online classes, and so they did have a, have a personal finance class. Really? Yeah, they couldn't stand it. I had and like I one like, semester of I, economics. Your mom and I. Have, we've taught them. Yeah. How they need to be how they Handling need to be good, good stewards. You sure. know, we're all called to be good stewards of whatever we've been blessed with. Sure. And finances is one of those things that, you know, how are you handling that? Right. So we all, we've always been, you know, and but, but with four kids, they all handle it differently. Right. And sometimes you got to learn. Yep. You can be taught, like, what is it? You can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's interesting as they get older, I can see changes. Yes. You know, I just had a conversation with my oldest the other day, you know, he's married and looking to, you know, buy a house either as to live in short term or oh. as investment. So he's learning, he's asking questions about what the banks are asking, you know, how much What do points mean? What are interest you know, rates? Credit and, score. If he has, oh, this, score, if he has yeah. this particular credit score, how does that move into what the bank says he has the ability to, well, he goes, uh-huh. what does that mean when the bank says, I have this much I can borrow for a mortgage? Right. I was like, well, it doesn't mean you have to borrow that. No, don't. Never, never borrow what the bank, never borrow the maximum the bank tells you. I learned that when I was doing my house hunt uh, last year. That was, they, they said I could borrow a lot more than I thought I should ever feasibly borrow. Yeah. So, but I had to figure out my monthly budget first in order to know what I could borrow because then I had to work out, okay, here are my expenses for each month and here is how much I make. And those numbers have to either match or I have to spend less than I own. Like that's just yeah, just basic, you know. And, and that's a point that I, I think this, it's worth talking, you know, noting. And I may ask you a question, maybe too sure. personal. But when you talk about no, how, no. You, how much your expenses are, when you talk about your expenses, are you talking about this is all, this is what I, this is my take home. This is everything I've got to take home. This is what I can spend. Or do you allocate, you know, how do you allocate? Uh-huh. I'd like to figure out how, you know, how does that work and and how can some of our listeners kind of that may not take advantage of things like that? How does that work? Sure. Okay. I actually, in looking through this book, I, I, I already do a couple of things that Dave Ramsey already mentions. And there's one part in, I think it was chapter, I don't even know. It's somewhere in the middle of the book where it talked about saving your first bit of emergency fund. And he, he mentioned specifically, you have to hide it from yourself. And that to me is what I've always done is in order, that's how I save for a house. That's how I've saved my whole, for a car. All my life, I, I have to hide it for myself. And that works really, really well. So for me, I look at for my expenses, I take 10% off the top of my paycheck and it gets routed into a savings account and I never see it. So when you talk, when you think about how much money you actually so how much have, money I actually have, you don't even consider that, do you? I do not. Yes. So my take-home pay in my weekly paycheck is what goes into my checking account or what goes into, yeah, what goes into my checking account. And it's not even accounting for that 10% that I put into savings and with 
401k and all that. Well, that's another thing off the top. So yeah. I've got the work 401k. So that goes out and then the benefits and the health savings account. So that goes out. I never see that. And then I take another 10% and that goes into savings. And then the rest, however much that is, that goes into my main account for all the all the bills and all the all the expenses, you know, my clothes budget, my entertainment, eating out budget, all yeah. that stuff. That's so, good. And I'm yeah. not sure how many people take advantage of that to say, you know what, I'd really like to do that, but I don't know about setting up a different account. And you can, you can actually set up a, a different account with the same bank. So it makes oh, it probably absolutely. a little easy to do that. Yes. Um, banks banks and, will help and, you out. And, and we work, can have four accounts. On our work day. On our, on our work day, yeah. Uh, if you have four different, four different savings accounts or if you have a checking and three savings accounts, which honestly, go for it. I would recommend it. If you, have, if you need to hide money from yourself, Go for it. You can have a special Christmas savings account and you set it aside and it's $10 a week just for Christmas gifts or just for whatever, or, you know, just for a, a new car fund. Yeah. And Workday makes it so easy now because you can do it so directly. Easy. You haven't got to send anything into payroll no. for them to make the change and yep. then test it. It just goes in. and Super and simple. I can send you the training book. Great, great plug for that. <laughs> you you have a lot of training videos out there for Workday. So yeah, that, that'd be great. I think that'd be a great thing that we can you, you just definitely I'll put that in the there. show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's it's so simple, and I find it essential for me. I have to hide that money, and I just can't think about it. So then I'm pleasantly surprised when I check my savings account, bank account because I have an online one that has a little bit higher um, interest rate. And so, you know, I check it once every couple of weeks. I don't look at it all the time, but then it's like, oh, look at that. I didn't know I had that much money in there. It's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So then that goes, that that goes towards your possibly emergency fund that you're talking about. Exactly. Already. Is there a recommended amount that they say for emergency funds? I think the goal, he says to start small. If you have okay. no emergency. Any. <laughs> any emergency <laughs> Any fund. emergency fund. He said, if you don't have anything saved right now, have $1,000. Just have $1,000 saved up in an emergency fund. Just start there. And once you get that 1000 that's when you can start to save more. And so I think the goal that most financial business people will tell you is three to six months of expenses okay, and to have it in cash, easy to get a hold of. So in a, in a savings account, although it's kind of sad right now with inflation, I'm just watching it be worth less, but that's a little hard, but I don't know what to do about that. So I'm just going to make well, sure Well, it goes I have back my... to a saying that I've used, and many people can quote me here that I've talked about <laughs> this too in the past. It's a, it's a coach that I've listened to, and I've probably said it on the podcast before. Okay. Control the controllables. And let, oh, I've let, heard and, this. Lead, and let the rest go. Control the controllables. Mm. And to me, a lot of this is the controllable piece of it. Is you know that's my behavior piece. I can't control you know some of the things that are out there, but the pieces that I can. And I think part of that is if if I can take just if I can shave just a little bit off and do exactly what you said as far as setting it aside into a different account where I don't see it. It's similar to a four hundred one k. I don't see a four hundred one k. I'm not gonna. I don't plan on looking at my four hundred one k until I'm getting closer to retirement, unless, yeah. the, you know, I had to make some adjustments, but I've got it all set it. Only to uh, add more money I, in, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I just, I'm, I'm just going to keep pushing sure. into it for sleep contributes to it. So Free money, free money, everybody. Come on. Yeah. Plus, I mean, uh, we're kind of getting off topic, but we have the HSA for those who are in the high deductible plan. Right. Man, that's a great way. That's a, um, that's a we've help. we talked about that. That's, yeah. It's not, it's not a free insurance plan, but no. if I'm paying for a full family and First Fleet puts in just a little bit more to the HSA, netting a positive. Yeah. That's, a, that's essentially another savings account the First Fleet gives you. Yes. And it's just for health related expenses, but 
those could really you can add up. You. you can take it with you. If it's, exactly. it's, it's part of an investment account. And man, if you've got kids, they're expensive. Amen. <laughs> Especially when it comes to healthcare and dentists and doctors and all the stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's invaluable. Yeah. One of the things he mentioned in here, which I thought was, was pretty good is the fact of, I mean, we've been in some, we, you know, 2008, we had a pretty good recession and everybody felt that back in 2008. Yes. And since then, we've been pretty much on a rebuilding and recovery phase until it's almost like a re, not replenishment, but it, we've, it's definitely been a phase that we've, we've been living in, in the good times for a while. And there's a, there's a piece in here. I'm just going to quote it. So it didn't look like, sounds like it's coming from me. When times are booming, you can do dumb things with money. Get sloppy and take huge risks without realizing it. I've heard it said this way. Even a turkey can fly in a tornado. People are running around buying things they couldn't afford with money they didn't have to impress people they didn't even like. And they are doing it in record numbers. So those are the kinds of things I think over time, it's just like we've gotten kind of accustomed to it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, I was having a, a meeting this morning as far as, you know, if you took the last 10 years and you said, okay, what's been the what's been the inflation increase over the last 10 years? And then if you took the last 10 years versus this year, does it all even out of what the last 40 years look like? You know, is oh, this year just an question. anomaly? Yeah. You know, I've seen predictions from, from you know, investment bankers that, you know, One say that it's going to go down next year. Who oh, knows? Really? I'm not going to, okay. don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. But as far as, you know, they're, they're not seeing that this could be a long term, but nobody really knows no right now. No one knows. There's no two, one can predict the so future. many things going on in the world right now. Right. But what can we control? What can yeah, we control? I think that's the big thing is what what part of this, what part can do we need to play in this because it really comes down on us. Sure. Absolutely. I know with with Dave Ramsey, a lot of things that that he talks about are all about how to how to be more in control of your finances. And so I was talking with a good friend of mine who she and her husband have paid down over a hundred thousand dollars in debt in I think they did it in like four or five How much? <laughs> over a hundred thousand. Maybe it was six years. Wow. Maybe it was more. Let's see. No, they finished in 2017, and I think it took them s seven years. Yep. But, I mean, just amazing. They worked so hard, and they followed Dave Ramsey's steps, and they really, she was, you know, they backed off a little bit now because they can relax. But her statement to me was, Elizabeth, you don't know just how free you are until you don't have any debt hanging over your head. Like getting rid of that debt was personal freedom to them. Now she's like, now I can think about, oh, look at that. We have some extra money. We can think about a vacation. Now we can think about, you know, going to the beach. Now we can think about doing these things that we would never considered before because we had all this debt that was just a lead weight dragging us down. So instead of paying off the past, they're they're looking towards the yeah. future. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, look at that. We have... 400, once they stopped, once they had finished paying off the debt, they're like, we have $400 a month that they didn't, that they're like, we don't have anywhere for it to go at the moment because they, they were done. And so That's it was a great just feeling. huge, absolutely huge. And so her, her four keys from, from our discussion, she was like, well, the four keys that they used following D the Dave Ramsey kind of money plan was to number one is live on a written budget. And so every month they knew exactly what they needed to spend for for the basic essentials. You know, they knew they they had or they didn't know if like for example, you're not going to spend $100 on your car every month because, you know, depending on how much you drive, you don't need tires, you don't need to spend you're oil not going to change and tires, and, tires and, and all that. You're not going to spend $100 a month 
each month. But cumulatively, if you budget for that and you don't touch that money, it builds up over time. So then you're ready for the $1,000 car trouble or the new water pump or the four new tires that you need when yours are bald, you know, something like that. You're ready. And, and I need to be better at that. My budget is not the best at the moment. I've, I've gotten slack and I need to get back to it, especially for groceries and the and those sort of budgetary needs. But live on a written budget, cash is king, spend less than you make, and don't get in any new debt. So that was that was kind of was like, okay, well spend what you make. That makes sense. If I make, you know, if I'm if I have coming in to my bank account six hundred dollars a week, then I know I can't spend any more than that. And so it's like you just kind of gauge it that way. And then another thing that I, that she was, that they still do to this day, they had, they now have a credit card because they know how to use it and they're careful. And, but she said, it's amazing how much you feel, how much money's worth when you pay with cash instead of a credit card. Like you, and, and I catch myself doing that too. When I go to the grocery store, I swipe a credit card and I walk out and I'm like, Ooh, how much did I actually just spend? I don't even know. And it was like 20 seconds ago. And I, it just doesn't, even enter my brain because it doesn't matter because it's just swipe it's the like card and It's like when you pay and cash going. and they say, do you want the receipt? Yes. Yes. Because I've got change and I know what I gave you and I want to see exactly what you charged me. Exactly. But if you do it with the credit card, it's like, ah, that's all right. I don't need to see. Right. It'll it, show up. It'll show up. But it could be wrong. <laughs> but it could be wrong and you're not paying attention. And I don't even, I don't even remember it. It's, it's like it doesn't, doesn't exist. It's crazy. And so to this day, she still has in her purse envelopes with cash for, for the month. It's like, okay, here is the clothes budget, their clothing budget for the month. Here's their food budget for the week. Here's their, you know, grocery store eating out budget. Like everything is budgeted out with cash and they still use cash. And it has been so helpful for them just to know how much they spend and where it goes. I was like, you know, I, I might need to try he, that. Dave, like do Dave, a month experiment. Dave Ramsey, he pre- preaches the, the envelope system. He does. And I've had some. I've had a really good friend. My probably one of my best friends. He and his family back way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, when they had little ones, they did the envelope system as well. It, it it makes sense. After talking to her, I get it. Like if you're not good with money, it is. It's probably the best way to really know where your money's going. Honestly, I don't know. I might I might give it a month try. A little experiment. We'll see. That'll be good. It sounds That'll like a good. lot of work though. <laughs> But I can do it. I can do it. I need to get a budget. And, and I know there's some online tools that people can use now. I know one that I've used in true. the past is mint.com, yep. M-I-N-T.com, which yeah. allows you to set up, you know, you can set up your budget. You can set up a savings. You can set up tracking to say, okay, let me know if something comes through. And you, what you do is you basically set up your, your bank accounts on there. Sure. So yeah. if you have a bank account, a savings account from another institution, you can put all that together and it tracks everything. It says, okay, here's what you have coming in. Here's what you have going out. Did you mean to spend that much? Or, <laughs> no. you know, if you allocate $20, say if you don't want to, if you don't do something in the written, you know, maybe I allocate a hundred dollars um, a week for, I don't know, gas or food for okay, food, sure. you know, and all of a sudden my grocery bill comes in and I spent 120. It reminds me, he said, you know, you went over this week. Do you want to make a change? So, sure. and I know there's more than just mint out there, but mint's one I've yeah, used in the past. Every dollar and there, there are a couple more, but some of them cost money, which. Like, I like the free ones. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, I prefer the free ones. Honestly, every time I've done it, I've just made a Google doc an Excel spreadsheet and just plugged it in manually. It doesn't track it for me, but... But the same as cash. 
my oldest, my oldest son did that as well. He did put his everything in a spreadsheet and he tracked how much it came in and where his money went. Right. And so he did that a number of months, even when he was here. He was tracking, said, okay, where am I spending my money? And it was an eye opener for him. So it's kind of like the cash system as far as I'm going to, he's going to keep up with it. So it's, it's visible. He's right. control, trying to control the controllables in that piece of it. Exactly. And I will tell you what catches me is online spending because that's even more disconnected. So it's not even what I spend at the grocery store. It's Amazon that they don't give you a good way to know exactly what you spend each month. They Click really... now. Or is it buy now? <laughs> buy now. Yeah. Oh, so I did dangerous. that one time. I swiped it one time. I'm like, oh, it really means. It really means it. Buy now. It means it. It's not like, are you sure? No. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to get an are you sure? And it didn't ask me an are you sure? Thankfully, it was really small. <laughs> test the small, test the test in shallow waters. Oh, yes, for sure. Wow. Yeah. It's But it, it can be very dangerous. So I'm, I'm trying to be more careful and mindful about that. And so what I'm currently in, especially as, you know, working on my budget, I'm trying to do the spend only on only essentials that I need. So we'll see. It's, you know, that's, that's my March goal. And I think people now are kind of taking into context of, I think it is going to be counting kind of becoming more of an essential type society because, mm-hmm. you know, with, we don't really know what's going to happen in the next few months in regards to inflation or right. geographical, geopolitical, whatever may come to pass. You know, there's so much going on that, you know, whether, you know, supply chain, diesel, gas, it's Who hard knows? to say. So yeah. how am I really how am I really spending that? So I think that's, that's something we need. I want to make sure my kids understand as well. We're trying our best to say, you know, when I saw gas going up, I sent them all a text. And I said, "Drive smart." Fill up now. Fill up now and drive yep. smart. Yep. So hopefully they're they're taking heed to that. But I, I know that we want to we want to make sure we're offering you know what kind of tools we can help others with that is with this sure. as well. Absolutely. Uh, we got these books that we can send out. Yep. We'll take so them give to us the, a we'll, call. We'll take them to the next driver trainer meeting. And I looked, and you know those are, that are on the Virgin Pulse program, through our wellness program. Right. We do have a partnership with the bank, Fifth Third Bank. And I, Alicia and I spoke earlier today, and they, there's an app on the on the. There's an app within the Virgin Pulse app on the benefits side that it's Fifth Third Bank. It's a little, it's a small app that you can go into for education pieces just to kind of, you know, I, I set it up to learn about setting up, saving for retirement, credit score, and another, it may have been for saving for college. That's because oh, cool. I was helping my, for my kids, but, but it's just quick and easy uh, tips that you can learn information from the bank. But I did talk with Alicia earlier and I asked if it was okay if I kind of threw a little promo out there for her. But the, she and the wellness team are putting together some things with the bank uh, and with other providers on the on the kind of the financial wellness side to be available to some of our fleets, especially as we do biometric screenings. So it could be like a whole wellness day. Yeah. But there's some more things coming in that regard, I think, that, that, we, that we can promote for that. So kind of be on the lookout. And I told her that maybe she can jump on a podcast with you That'd be to great. discuss it yeah. in the near future. I think that would be good for kind of letting everybody know what we're doing on the sure. wellness side on that on that front. Yeah, we're combining it. We're getting physically and financially fit. So I love it. And just so um, everyone knows, if you go into your Virgin Pulse app, along the bottom there are five little tabs, I guess you'd say. There's home, health, benefits, social, and profile. If you click the benefits one, that's where you can find the Fifth Third Bank financial wellness section. So just a little FYI to everybody. So go Perfect. to the benefits tab. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real practical. I mean, I watched one today. It's a video showing, explaining how the credit score works and what does the credit score mean. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. really good. And you know, no credit idea. score means a whole lot as far as, you know, what your opportunities are. Not that we're telling people to borrow, but it just kind of shows, you know, kind of what your um, your financial state, just a sure. kind of a quick update of how, and it's kind of how others see you and, and how you're 
financial state is. Isn't it like how banks view you as, as whether you're a high risk or a, a low risk? risk? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I learned the basics when I had to buy a house, but kind of forgotten it since then. So, okay, maybe I need to watch the video and get a refresher. But I think I think the big piece on this one is, as you mentioned, the freedom that your friend felt. Yes. And just oh. so there's less stress, there's more like a sigh of relief as opposed to, uh, you know, a, a sigh of, of frustration or, or that we can, we, you know, how do, how do we kind of move past that piece of it? Yeah, it's it's amazing how much her just anxiety levels and just their relationship as two married people have improved now that they no longer have to worry about all this debt. It just it just changed. It really changed their lives getting out from under that. So it's it's important. And if y'all need any help, you know, we first fleet, we want to help. So absolutely. We'll do whatever we can. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know Dave Ramsey's very anti credit card, but I had to get a credit card to get a credit score so that I could buy a house. So at some point they are they do have their uses, let's put it that way. Yeah. The big benefit is if you well, there are a couple of benefits, but the big piece is, is if you get a credit card. You must don't, pay don't it off. hold anything open, and, and we I, did. We didn't do credit cards for probably twenty something years. When we both got yeah. married, we had we both had Discover cards, but we both got this monthly statement. We both mailed two checks to pay both of them down, and so we never had anything carry over. But one of the reasons I didn't like it is because I really couldn't track anything, and that was kind of when I was tracking it's as far as where am I spending track. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we went twenty years. We used our bank account and a debit card, so that's how we did it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until a couple of years ago we thought, okay, well, well, we'll go ahead and get one because there are some discounts and some points. And it's um, safer. These it, days, debit cards get stolen. And, and I mean, my wife, it's, you can pay online now. So right, she, for everything. She, so she gets <laughs> alerts every time either my card or her card's used. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I know she, she's, if I'm, if I bought something, she gets it, which I don't care. I mean, she knows sure. anyway. But she immediately, I think she probably pays it off probably three times a week. And it's not much. Wow. I mean, it's just whatever it is. So every time I look out there, it's zero dollar balance. And wow. she, like I said, she's cheap and she's on time. <laughs> she will I never, never have to worry about that. Never piece have of it. a credit card penalty never, or payment for never, on this. never. <laughs> that's actually kind of smart. I should pay mine more than once a month. Yeah, that's a good idea. I know mine. My credit card. I have for a while. I was just doing it to get a credit score. So I made sure. I knew I couldn't quite trust myself with it yet, so I only used my credit card for gas. And I just bought gas because that was an essential. I had to have it, and then I paid it off immediately. And that was I did that for about a year, and then I slowly was like, okay, I can trust myself a little bit more. You're, you're buying essentials. Exactly. Honest. I'm just just buying essentials. And now the the technology and the tools that the credit card companies have is very, very handy. So I get a text message to my phone every time I spend more than $50. Like I have that set up, a text notification saying, hey, did you really just spend $50 at this place? And I can, and it, more than just watching for theft and fraud, it helps me keep track of where I'm spending money. So I, it's like, oh yeah, I did just spend that much money here. Oh yeah, should I have done that? It's, it's a, it's a secondary check on myself and my spending habits as opposed to and it's you know it's, it's I find find it very very handy. That's that might be that might helpful. be a good tip for for other people to, yeah, to think definitely. about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know if I get notifications on something, it's reminders for me. And that we may have people who are listening to say, "Well, I do this. Please call in. And, yeah, and let us share know those." And we always ask. Want to hear your good tips? Let's have one caller. 
Come on. We need one caller. Be the first caller. Be the first to call such and such. And yeah. You want two steak knives. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have any steak knives. No, we don't have steak knives. But anyway, you know. Well, we haven't had a caller in a while, so please call in. The the drivers and the employees we've had that have been on the, the, the calls have offered some great advice. And we want to hear. We want to hear more because it's not just us talking on the podcast, it's it's other voices that need to be heard. Yeah, it's that the other people of first need fleet. to hear. Yes, right. exactly. Help us help you. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, call in, and we we want to hear because I need more good advice. I definitely, you know, I've I've gotten up to the house. That's that's the far as far as my financial steps have gone, and I'm I'm saving my. For my, you're too young to save for retirement, so don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. What? No, I'm well, not. No, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious on that. You're never too young to compounding. save for retirement. Don't you remember this compounding thing? Yes, very much so. Like, would you rather? What was the thing with compounding? Would you rather have a penny that compounds, that that doubles in price every day for a month, or would you rather have five hundred thousand dollars right now? Which one would you take? Would you rather have a penny? that doubles every day for 30 days, or would you rather have, I think it's $500,000 just in cash handed to you right now? Today's society would be wanting it now. Okay. Our parents' society would be, give me a penny. Okay. I think just so much today yeah. is instant gratification. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's the instant, it's the it's the Instagram, it's the messages, it's, it's so much comes upon us so quickly. It's like, well, just, I'll just take it now and then I can reinvest. But I think... Over long, I, I do agree that over long term, it's it's a small, it's that's kind of like a micro habit, isn't it? Yeah, well, but it's also it gets you much more money if you. Oh compound yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you know, it's not you're not getting that instant gratification, but it's that long term. It kind of yeah. goes back to a a quote that that is in this book, where he says, kind of the motto for this book is, I have to say it slow, if you will live like no one else, later you can live. Like no one else. Ah. So you know, it's, you know, it's it's the way of reminding that if, if we make the sacrifices now, sure, you know, can party later. And, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be able to to take those live. vacations. Exactly. You know, retirement. Free. You know, it's, it's, if if retirement comes, if if you choose to retire, sure. If you choose to retire, then this is you know you have that more opportunities to kind of absolutely yeah take not chances but take some opportunities to live a little more free with right. freedom. So which which one would you choose? If I could give you a million dollars today or a penny compounded every day and doubled every day for 30 days, which would what do you think would for get you the days? most money? 30 days. Oh, a penny. You'd take the penny. Yeah. I would too. Especially now that I know why. Because penny, if you double it every day for 30 days, would net you five million dollars at the end of 30 days, as opposed to just one million now. How crazy is that? After 30 days? After 30 days. If you took a single penny and doubled it every day by day. So you take a penny and you double it and it becomes two cents. And then, you know, you double it again and the two becomes four. Four becomes 16. I don't know. You're the math guy. You take it from here. Those are big numbers. <laughs> it, it adds up really quickly when you when you compound and when you double things. So, yeah. yeah. I think those are good questions to ask the younger folks in our society. You know, to get them to, that's just something to get them to think about. Right. You know, is it worth the wait? Exactly. That goes a lot of ways. Anyway, that that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> is it worth the wait? Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs>
you know, this book right here is chock full. When you look through it, there's a chock full of stories of successful families, families being successful doing just this. Right. And coming out with where they might have been like your friend and they come out with freedom on the end. Right. I, I mean, those personal stories make all the difference. It's that's the goal. That's the key. That's what we're aiming for. We want to hear lives change for the better. Yep. And so that's what we want this podcast to Either do. Either call us or call Dave Ramsey and do his show and tell him, tell him your story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Start with us. Yeah, call us first. Come on. <laughs> Please and thank you. But awesome. Right. This well, has been wonderful. Yeah, thank- I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. And if anybody else has, if you have any other ideas that you'd love to hear about on this type of podcast episode, please call in or please reach out to Eliz and just let her know what you would like to hear and we'll share whatever knowledge we have or get others on there that are more have more expertise than we do Absolutely. to get their voices heard. Let's do that. We'd love to have some people from the outside take part in this as well, whether yeah. it's from our 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 team or maybe from an outside. Yeah, if we need to call in some experts, we can do that. Yep. So awesome. This has been fun. Yeah. I love it. Financial wellness. That's right. Well, thank you. We finally did as it. As always. <laughs> This one's been scary for a while. We've been putting this off. Yep. But it was time. So I'm glad to do this. Well, everybody, thank you for joining in. And uh, until next time, stay safe and take care. Bye.